Hello and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music-obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Maddie. My name is Vivian. And you are listening to episode 51. So we're going to go straight into the news. Um, Vivian, what's our first news story today? So our first news story today is, of course, coronavirus-related news. So this is coming from Music Feeds, written by Xander Wilson, and it says, Chief Medical Officer rules out big music festivals until coronavirus vaccine. So it says, Aussies won't be able to attend a music festival or a nightclub until there is a coronavirus vaccine, according to Australia's Chief Medical Officer, Dr. Brendan Murphy. It's bad news for festivals like Splendour in the Grass, with organisers postponing the annual festival until October 2020 in the hope that the COVID-19 pandemic would be under control by then. Speaking about Australia's state of play in a briefing to New Zealand politicians in Canberra, Murphy made the revelation that festivals and nightclubs would likely be some of the last social activities to return, even as states begin to gradually ease restrictions. Ultimately, it will remain impossible to know 100% the virus has been eradicated completely until there is a vaccine for COVID-19, he said. Quote, Unless you're absolutely completely confident about your borders, your testing and your surveillance, you can't relax a measure of distancing, explained Murphy. We certainly would not be contemplating large-scale gatherings. It's hard for me to envisage a reopening of nightclubs and big music festivals in the foreseeable future. Damn. So, yeah, it's not looking good, Maddie. <laughs> no, it is not. We're not gonna, we're not gonna be able to go to a festival forever. It's so sad. And I, I read um, further in the article. It, it sort of also talks about the US, how they are sort of saying that uh, they probably won't have music festivals until the end of next year because of just how much worse it is over there at the moment. And that is just insane to think about. It's so sad. I like, know. That, that's so many people's livelihoods, like, depend on those sort of events. Yeah, it's devastating to hear. But, you know, I guess there's nothing much you can do in a time like this, unfortunately. You've just got to keep... Because otherwise it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. And then it's never going to stop. So and then we're never going to get festivals back. So I guess any timeline is a good timeline <laughs> when it doesn't say you know, they're never, ever going to happen again. So I guess we've just got to take it with a grain of salt and, you know, just suck it up, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think, you know, if if we want to sort of um, have everything up and running again, we all have to sort of start doing that now, like start, you know, putting in things in place to actually look forward to maybe festivals again happening. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, that is my news story. Maddie, what is our second news story? Okay, so the news story that I found um, is on Pitchfork, written by Noah Yu, and it says, Grammys appoint first chief diversity and inclusion officer. So the article reads, The Recording Academy has announced Valicia Butterfield-Jones has been appointed as the Grammys' first ever chief diversity and inclusion officer. Quote, we are thrilled to welcome Valicia Butterfield-Jones into the Recording Academy family, said Interim President CEO Harvey Mason Jr. in a statement. Valicia has been a force in driving systemic change and enhancing equal opportunities for underrepresented groups across entertainment, technology, and politics. I'm excited to work with her to continue evolving the Recording Academy as an, as an organization that represents our music community and a place where all voices are welcomed, supported, and nurtured. 
We are so fortunate to have Alicia's leadership in this crucial area. So yeah, there you go. The Grammys have a diversity and inclusion officer now, which is, you know, amazing. Yeah. That is so amazing. I think it's um, very important to have someone like that, uh, especially, uh, well, you know, across all sort of art and that sort of thing. But the fact that the Grammys have sort of put that in place is really, really cool to see. Yeah, I'm excited to see how, like it's going to affect, you know, who gets nominated and, um, you know, who's like, what sort mm. of categories and things sort of like, you know, change or if they're like, you know, altered or if anything else is added even like, we'll see, I guess, you know, in the coming years, what that sort of added role will do for the Grammys. But yeah, I think it's a step in the right direction. I'm really, I was really glad when I saw that. I was like, Oh, I'd love to bring that up. That's such an interesting thing. So that's why I chose to mm. um, talk about it on the podcast because I thought it was really interesting. So, yeah. But, yeah, like, I think, you know, with the Grammys as well, like, I think that has been an issue. Well, a lot of people sort of called them out on in terms of diversity and in terms of their nominees over the years. So mm. it's actually, like, you know, obviously that is also subjective, but to actually have someone put in place to you know, who's going to be, I guess, the go-to person when it comes to this sort of thing is just really cool of the Grammys to actually, like, I guess, hold themselves accountable for, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, for sure. That's that's exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah, that is my new story. Um, Vivian, have you got another one for us? Yes. So, our last news story today is also coming from music feeds written by Jackson Langford and it says Facebook plans to allow artists to charge access to live stream performances. So in some potentially game-changing news, Facebook has revealed plans to allow artists doing live stream performances on the website to be able to charge punters for access to these gigs. Quote, to support creators and small businesses, we plan to add the ability for pages to charge for access to events with live videos on Facebook. Anything from online performances to classes to professional conferences, end quote. According to the website, they'll also be making changes to the events feature to allow creators to specify whether the event is online only or not. Livestream gigs across various platforms have become omnipresent since the coronavirus outbreak effectively put the touring and festival industry on hold. In particular, ISOAID, the Instagram-only festival that's been happening every weekend since nationwide isolation began, has seen a plethora of major Australian acts perform. So, yeah, I think this is really cool if this happens. That's such an interesting concept, like, charging to watch a Facebook Live. Like, I guess... In a sense, it is, like, a good idea because, you know, these artists aren't really getting their revenue streams from concerts because no one can go to them. So they may as well, you know, charge for the virtual concerts that Mm. they're putting on. So I think that's a really, really cool idea. Yeah, I think it's really cool as well. I I think they will definitely have to sort of put a lot of guidelines in and sort of explain, like, what can sort of be constituted as like something that can be paid for because you know facebook lives anyone can go on facebook live like you know anyone can sort of be like a brand manager for a page you know so like yeah it's sort of i think it, it it is um there is potential to sort of go into like that sort of weird gray area but like i said if they sort of put guidelines in then it should be okay 
Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, there's definitely some grey areas in there and, you know, um, there should be sort of like, I think, stricter security in regards to like the payment as well and how that happens. That as well. Um, But if they do it right and they do it by the book and it, you know, works out, like, why not? I think it's a great initiative. Um, So hopefully it doesn't, you know, Mm. go up in flames. But yeah. (laughs) hopefully but yeah so that brings us to the end of our news segment for this week's app so before we go into our songs um we encourage you guys to pause the podcast go down to the description and click either the spotify or youtube playlist to listen to the songs that we're about to talk about just in case you don't get lost so we will start with song of the week maddie kick us off so, uh, my song of the week this week is Pretty Lady by Tash Sultana. Um, so this one was released like at the beginning of April. Um, and I've been listening to it for a while and I've chose it this week cause I've just been, I don't know why, for some reason I've been listening to it a lot more this week than when it like first came out. Um, but overall it's like this really, really groovy, like, um, easy listening kind of song in regards to like what Tash Sultana is like what you're used to from Tash Sultana because a lot of their stuff is like very, very complicated and very like complex and like amazingly put together. But again, it's very, very difficult to sort of explain because she like, they're so amazing with um how their songs are produced. So this song in particular, um, I also read an article like when I was sort of researching and um, Tash said that the, um, the way that, they put it together it was sort of um like their goal to make it a lot more easy and simplistic rather than having it a lot um more complex like um they normally do and um I thought that was really interesting because um they said something like you know if there are some of my listeners out there um who who are like um who don't have English as their first language um, this might be, you know, like a little bit easier to listen to. Um, but overall, yeah, it's um, very classic Tash Sultana vibes, very groovy, very funky, um, gorgeous, soulful vocals. And I also read that Matt Corby helped with um, writing this song, which is really interesting. And I think um, he's done some yeah. of the drum parts on it as well, which is really cool. Oh, um, But yeah, cool. yeah. Um, overall, it's a really sort of like... Um, groovy song and then right at the end there's this like um sort of breakdown bit where it sort of like switches into three four and it gets really sort of like slow and really really like it's completely different to like the whole like the whole song is essentially finished and it's sort of like this outro that's like a completely different vibe which I really really like but yeah overall it's a really really nice song and I've enjoyed listening to it yeah, that it, that is so interesting to me because, yeah, when I first heard this, I didn't, for some reason, I thought I had heard this song before, but when I when it started playing, I was like, no, this isn't the song that I thought it was, so I don't know what happened there. Um, but, yeah, the first thing I picked up on was the fact that it is a lot more um, simple than... Mm. Tash Sultana's other stuff. Like, usually they go for, like, the loop pedals, the intricate like melodies like and usually they're like these long songs that you know sort of just go off and you know don't really have like a structure yeah for sure it's very free 
Um, but yeah, with this one, it's a lot more simple. It's a lot more probably accessible, I guess, like, you know, like they were saying in that interview, um, that's was sort of like the aim of this, of this song. But yeah, like the fact that Matt Corby contributed, which is so funny because they did like a collaboration. Was it last yeah, year? Was yeah. Yeah. Really recently. Yeah. 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 Which, um, I guess also just fits really well because yeah, they're very similar, very similar vibes. Yeah. Their styles go so well together and I like, I adore them both like yeah. individually as artists. I absolutely, well, I'm obsessed with Matt Corby. I love his stuff. But, um, I've, yeah, I've been recently getting more and more into Tash Sultana's stuff and yeah, just them together, like, it's just a match made in heaven, really. It's like mm. fabulous, you know, pairing of Australian musos and I absolutely love it. But yeah, this song in particular is just really, really nice to listen to. And like you said, it's accessible because it is like a lot more structured and a lot more, um, sort of like, you don't get lost as much as you do in a lot of yeah. Tash's other um other music because it can go on forever and it's like all of these beautiful melodies but yeah it's it's a lot more structured a lot more like what we're used to hearing so I like that she's sort of gone for something Mm. different and sort of um pushed herself in that way so I really really like it but yeah that is my um song of the week it is Pretty Lady by Tash Sultana um Vivian what have you got for your song of the week so my song of the week this week is Juliana Calm Down by the Dixie Chicks. So, yep. We've gone country. It's happened again. <laughs> it's so, I, I really don't know why. No, I do know why, but it's just like, it's just, I don't know how this is happening. But anyway, this is coming from their, this is actually the only second single that they've released from their upcoming album. Um, so I think that album was supposed to be out by now or like it was supposed to be coming out soon but they've pushed it because of um COVID-19 all that stuff so this song when I first heard it because I've talked about this the last time we talked about the Dixie Chicks I love them like for me they're one of the only country sort of acts that I do really enjoy listening to but with this song it's definitely not for example with Gaslighter which is the last song I talked about on this podcast it is very country I would say compared to this track Mm. um this track does have some of those elements but it's very toned down it doesn't really have a lot of those typical country production like which I find really refreshing but that's sort of what uh the Dixie Chicks are known for anyway they're known to sort of you know switch things up in the genre but what I really enjoy about this song is the the lyrics because it's such an interesting way to sort of talk about uh, the subject. So basically, um, it starts with saying, like, Juliana, calm down, and sort of talking about how I think the way I sort of looked at it was, like, um, she's talking to her daughter who probably, like, in the future because she's sort of talking about a boy and, like, how you know, things will be okay, you'll get over this, you know, just calm down, put on your shoes, like, sing a song, like, it's this very sort of positive, uplifting anthem, but it also is very sort of, you know, it touches on those really sort of dark subject matters that you go through when you grow up, if that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, like, what I think is really cool is, like, um, so obviously Juliana is, um, one of the uh the one of the daughters and all the other children also like make an appearance in the song like they sort of say 
like their names and then which is pretty cool like it's a nice way to sort of like I guess um just talk about that sort of thing but yeah like I thought that was really cool and then there's another thing as well like um with the production it starts very sort of slow there's not a lot happening but throughout the song it just slowly builds until like the end there's just this beautiful guitar pattern um this guitar picking pattern towards the end which I was like this is really really cool to sort of just like it's not like grand or dramatic but it's a really good way to sort of like tie the song together at the end yeah it was really really nice when I was into it I was like I wasn't super wrapped at the beginning I was like this is nice like I can listen to this. I like appreciate, you know, the message and the lyricism and stuff, which is really, really cool. And then like, it wasn't sort of grabbing me, but then towards the end, once like all of those instruments came in and like the big buildup sort of happened and like the guitars came in, I was like, Oh, okay. This is like this part. I really, really enjoy listening to. And yeah, like, like you said before, I love it when they kept adding all the new names and like, sort of like kept going off that. I thought that was really, really cool. And I really liked that part of it but yeah it wasn't sort of um I wasn't obsessed with it at the beginning um but it sort of like turned me around towards the end once I got to like the big build-up but yeah yeah and I think there's some really cool like percussive elements in there as well um towards the end like it all sort of feels like just you know when you get to the end of the song it just feels like this really positive, uplifting song. Whereas, like, in the beginning, it was very sort of toned down. It w- there wasn't really much going on. So I understand, like, why in the beginning it is it feels a bit empty and, like, nothing can really sort of grab your attention in the mm. beginning of the song. But, um, but, yeah, so that's my song of the week this week, Juliana Calm Down by the Dixie Chicks. So now we will go into Under a Rock and I'll kick us off. So my Under a Rock this week is Seven by Catfish and the Bottleman. Um, So this is a really weird one for me because I feel like I should know, I feel like I should have listened to Catfish and the Bottleman a long (laughs) time ago. But I just haven't. And it's just, it's very, it's just perfect for this segment because yeah, like I, they just really like, I just never paid any attention to them because, well, I don't know why. I don't know why, but (laughs) I should have because they're very popular, A, but B, like, this is very right down my alley in terms of this kind of music. So I don't know how I didn't uh, listen to anything before, but this song, Seven, it's, it's very, like... So it came out, I want to say, I think two years ago now. So it's not like a new song, Um, but it's a very like, like a communal song, if that makes sense. Like it, when you, when it gets to the chorus, I feel like it's so easy for like everyone to just jump in and sing along to it. If that, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. When you listen to the song, you have to listen to the song. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, with this particular song though what I really really like about it is in the beginning um it's like this it's sort of got like two distinct parts to it the verses are very I would say like pretty different to the chorus because when you get into the chorus there's this like really slow like chugging like guitar riff which I really really love because it just like drives the entire song and then like it just sort of focuses on the lyrics Um, but yeah, like it's a cool track. I really should have listened to them before. Um, but when I listened to this song, I went through like 
their older albums and I was like okay this is literally like I like this song I like this album what is wrong with me (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I had heard of them before Um, and I feel like I wasn't expecting this sort of sound I I think I had sort of like this sort of um tainted bias because I'd seen them you know on a lot of bills for festivals and I was like I sort of painted them in my mind Mm -hmm. as this like indie band that sort of sounds like everything else and you know I wasn't really interested I've never listened to their music before which is probably not a great thing that I've sort of stereotyped them in that way but (laughs) after listening to this I was like okay they're a lot more like hard rocky than I was kind of expecting and it's sort of like it has a lot more like this is gonna sound weird but this song has a lot more oomph than I was originally anticipating yes and like that's a good point i I like that yeah yeah like i don't hate the song i it's just not something that like a type of music that i'd like listen to often um i don't hate it i don't love it it's sort of just like a like a meh like in the middle for me i get sort of again like with the dixie Mm. chick song like it did really really grab me like the instrumental towards the end where it's just um, just like the guitar and sort of like all of the instruments going like going at yeah. it towards the end. I really, really enjoyed that part. And like I don't like I said, I don't hate the song, but it's yeah, it's just not one that I would probably listen to again. But I feel like I'm like intrigued to listen to the rest of their music and see if there is anything that sort of like that I gravitate towards. But overall I'm not I'm kinda of, mm. I'm I'm impressed. We'll we'll stick with that. I'm impressed. <laughs> leave it on a on a positive note yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so so that is my under a rock for this week seven by catfish and the bottleman maddie what is your under a rock this week okay so my under a rock is called nicotine by an artist called psycho um she is a brisbane artist I think that's right. yeah yeah she's a brisbane artist and she's 18 oh. years old which is super cool um, so I had, wow. I know, okay. <laughs> I know it's a lot, um, because she has like quite a few singles on Spotify. Um, I haven't listened to the rest of them, but I really, really want to after this, because this song Nicotine, um, it was released in March this year. I think it's like her latest, her latest release. Um, and she sort of got this like psychedelic pop sort of like R&B kind of sound which is really really cool I really like it um her voice is amazing she's got a phenomenal phenomenal voice and she's like she's so nice to listen to and this song it's like you know it's I think it's very um what's the word like I want to say like immature but not in like a bad sense like it's very sort of um like the subject matter of the song playful it's yeah it's like innocent i think that's what i'm going for the it's it's a very sort of innocent type of like um subject matter she's you know like talking about this relationship she's like you know this other person is you know your nicotine in my drug like um it's a very um you Mm. know overused i would say like metaphor in music but yeah but in saying that I really like what she's done with it. She sort of turned it into this really like sunny, happy, um, like 
sunflower kind of vibe. Um, and she's really turned it on its head and I really, really love what she's done. I absolutely love it. And there's like this bass line right at the beginning that's sort of featured because it's Mm. kind of like the only instrument you can hear it like towards the start of it. And that's really cool. I really like that bass intro. Um, but yeah, Yeah. overall it's like a fab um, song. Yeah. I was floored by this song because when it starts there's this really gorgeous guitar with this beautiful chorus effect on it and it's like heavy this chorus effect is really heavy and I was like what I was like this doesn't seem just from the intro alone I was like this doesn't seem like a song that Maddie would like it seems like a song that I would like yeah (laughs) that's kind of like my thought process on it but then obviously as the song went on I was like okay, this is really fun. This is really cool. But what I, and it's cool that you, you know, A, she's from Brisbane, love that. But B, the fact that she's 18, I obviously didn't know any of that listening to it. But when I heard her voice and especially in the chorus, I was like, she's very, I just, I was getting that she was so confident. Like she was just oozing confidence, which I was like, this, she really sells the song that way because her voice like she sounds like you said like so sunny so like happy and uplifting and so just like it's not um you know like she and she seems very comfortable in that realm if that makes sense which for me really sold the song I was like okay this is really fun to listen to yeah for sure I think I think the main thing that I'm sort of like trying to get at with like talking about this is like she's got this real young and innocent um sort of atmosphere to this song and the way that she sings like she hasn't been tainted by the horribleness of the world yet which is kind of nice it's like <laughs> it's refreshing to listen to i think someone coming like i'm sh- like everyone has like their stuff that they go through but it just this song it's something that you just want to like put on and it just makes you smile like instantly like as soon as that chorus yeah. comes on you just want to like dance in your room like you you know like you're 12 years old and just like go back to that time where you just wanted to like mm. you know just dance around your room like no one was watching and you didn't really give a damn at all so i really really like the vibe that this song puts off and i'm excited to listen to the rest of her music because i am thoroughly impressed by this one um so i Me too. yeah i absolutely love it so that is my under a rock this week it is nicotine by psycho and we'll go into caught my ear now and i'll kick us off with mine so um i have chosen cayendo by frank ocean for my caught my ear this week um so this one is a bit interesting because i'd never really listened to frank ocean before i'm not one of not one of his like super diehard fans um it was almost gonna be my under a rock But the thing that made me sort of um, put it into court my ear is the fact that this song is done in English and Spanish. So that's an interesting point. Um, Half of it's in Spanish. It was sort of released as, it's like an acoustic single. He sort of released two at the same time. So he released this one and Dear April in April. um, Because apparently it was premiered like at something, you know, in October last year and there was sort of like this special like vinyl release that his fans sort of got and now that they've received the vinyls he's put them on like put them on streaming services and stuff now so um it's like an acoustic version so i'm not sure if like later down the track if he releases an album or more singles 
if we're going to see this song, but in a different, like different setting, I guess. But it's a very, very slow, very, very slow, like guitar ballad. It's like, it's gorgeous Mm. to listen to. I adore everything about his voice. It's beautiful. Um, Basically, the translation of the song title is falling down. And the gist of this song is sort of like, it's this relationship that's like breaking up and, you know, there's like another guy and I'll read you the translation of um, the Spanish verse because I think it's really, really pretty and I want you to like know what he's saying. So basically it says... He will not. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, so it says, He will not speak of me, nor will he speak of this. What he wants from you, I would not deny him. If this has not broken me, I will never break. If I can bear what I feel, why am I falling? So that's the verse that's read in, that's sung in Spanish. And it's like so poetic and beautiful. And I kind of like, it's a song that you put on and it like makes you cry. Like it's beautiful. It's so lovely. I absolutely yeah, adore it. Wow. Yeah. That is yeah, I mean, um, obviously I don't speak Spanish, so when yeah, when he was starting to sing in Spanish I was wondering what he was singing, but that is just gorgeous. Wow. Like I mean, I think, you know, even if you don't know the language and you come into this song, you can still hear just how like he sounds so like desperate in, mm. in how he sings um and his voice frank ocean is just known for his incredible voice and it really does shine through here because there's not a lot of other elements to focus on because like maddie said it's an acoustic track so there's just this really gorgeous slow guitar and you have his voice and i was just like oh this is so like yeah like i feel like i just want to cry even though i don't really know like i sort of got the gist of what he was singing about but in terms of the spanish i was like i don't know what he's singing about and a i didn't even know he could speak well you know i didn't know that he could speak spanish i was yeah. like oh this is cool just <laughs> you know show that off why don't you yeah for sure but yeah um but yeah, I was like, this is a beautiful song. Yeah, it's gorgeous. And like, I, as soon as I sort of heard that it wasn't in English at the beginning, I was like, okay, I'm going to look up what it means. Like, cause I really, really want to know. But honestly, yeah. like, even if you listen to it for the first time and you don't speak Spanish like me, like you would probably be able to understand sort of the vibe of what he was going for because what what mm-hmm. it is it's basically like that verse is in Spanish and then the chorus is in English um and yeah i just yeah. honestly cannot get over how gorgeously like emotive frank ocean's voice is and you can just hear mm-hmm. like the emotion in every single thing that he says and I'm thoroughly impressed by this song. So that's why it was my caught my ear this week. It's Cayendo by Frank Ocean. So Vivian, what is your caught my ear this week? Uh, so my caught my ear this week is weird exclamation mark by Youngblood. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I just, I don't know. Anyway, let's we're going loopy. It. Isolation um, is so... turning us loopy. <laughs> yeah to say the least um so yeah this song is actually um i think it's maybe two weeks old now so he released it not that long ago 
Um, but the reason why I've put it in this, uh, in Caught My Ear was because it is so vastly different to what you normally expect from Youngblood in terms of production. Because he, you know, Youngblood is such a cool artist. We've talked about him on the podcast before. He's very experimental um, in not just, like, his music, but his persona, uh, his image. He's very, like, he just likes to sort of bend the rules a little bit, which is always so cool to see. Um, but, yeah, with this particular track, Weird, um, it's very reflective of the time that we're in right now. Um, not just with, like, COVID, but with also, like, I guess, sort of the point of life, you know, um, being like in your early 20s and sort of just figuring life out yeah. and not really knowing where to go um which is you know like the the uh the line in the song is we're in a weird time of life like it's just sort of this track that sort of just says like yes this is so strange like this is happening this is happening you're probably going through this but you know just sort of hold on to this roller coaster because <laughs> that's the only thing you can do um, and I just, yeah, I've always appreciated Youngblood for just, like, that sort of lyricism. But the production in this song is just, it's so 80s. It's so happy. It's just so, like, that synth in the beginning just grabs you instantly. Oh, yeah. I was like, yes, this is so cool. I love this. Um, and that just, it's, like, it's so pulsating and it just, like, continues all throughout the track and yeah like it's just so cool and I'm really interested to see if he sort of continues down like this production path because usually like sort of he likes to do like the rock like the heavy rock like the he, he he's never really done this sort of like 80s like happy sort of synth vibe so I'm interested to see yeah it definitely like caught my ear too when I first listened to it because mm-hmm. again like I'd sort of only listen to like young blood through you and the songs that you've sort of brought up on the podcast before (laughs) so i was you know expecting some like heavy rock and then that sort of like electro kind of tinged stuff at the beginning i was like hold on like this isn't what i'm used to hearing from young blood like where is this going and then right like right before it goes into the chorus like the pre-chorus thing and like the guitars come in i was like okay this is good. I'm I'm happy where this is going. Like this is really really awesome. This is like more what we're used to from yeah. him. And I really like how he's sort of like put those two worlds together and it has definitely paid off because I mm-hmm. really really like the overall sort of vibe that this song goes for. So yeah, I really really appreciate what he's done here for sure. Yeah, and it's just so like yeah, it's it's really cool to see because he's still so young and I feel like he's really just like tried so many different things and he's figuring out what works best and if it doesn't then it doesn't but in this particular track it works so well so yeah that is why I chose that as my caught my ear this week weird by youngblood and that brings us to the end of this week's episode so you can check us out on spotify apple apple podcast google podcast castbox youtube wherever you get your podcast fix. And you can follow us on all of our social media too at Caught My Ear Pod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On there, you can follow us all of the latest updates and you can send us your recommendations. We have had um, a couple of good ones in the last couple of weeks and we're definitely looking for more. So please send them through. You can DM, comment, you know, do whatever you like. Let us know. 
We love hearing what you're listening to. And we also love hearing your opinions on what we're listening to. So let us know what you thought about um, the songs that we brought up this episode. Um, So you can join us on Monday for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye.